Hello, and welcome to Politics Reimagine, where the issues aren't just discussed, but solutions are proposed. I'm your host, Dustin Smith. Thank you for joining the conversation. This week, we had the last presidential debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And I have to say, this one was drastically different than the first one. A lot easier to cover. (laughs) But I have to say, if you're a Trump supporter, you probably really enjoyed this debate because he acted a lot more presidential. I did notice him taking notes while Biden was, you know, making points and arguments, which I think was pretty cool. Uh, To be honest with you, I don't think he was actually taking notes. He was probably doodling, but... (laughs) But, you know, at least he tried. Uh, He looked a little bit more professional doing so. And based off of expectations, I think Trump blew expectations out of the water. And I think he did a really good job. Now, as for Joe Biden, I actually think he did a pretty good job. But it's because my expectations were pretty low. He did a really good job making sure that he had pretty good sentences, pretty clear thoughts. And he didn't ramble on or forget, you know, like he has before in the past. But it's kind of sad that I had such low expectations, and because he surpassed those expectations, we would consider it a win. So this is why I say Trump win, is because he actually blew expectations out of the water. It might have had to do with the mute button, but you know, either way, he still did a really great job. It is interesting to note that there is probably less people watching this last debate than they did the first debate. I think this is mostly because there's been over 50 million people that have already voted. So, you know, of course there'd be less people watching if they've already voted, right? Because it wouldn't matter what the debate said or how it went if they're no longer considering their options. Something that really scares me, though, is what's going to happen after either candidate wins. So if Trump wins, we're probably going to see protests everywhere. And I really hope that cities are starting to prepare so that way we don't see unrest. Because I really think it's going to be worse than what we saw in the summer. Because people are going to react and be really mad if he wins. Now, if Biden wins, people think he's going to drastically change the country. Here's my thinking about that. If he wins and the Democrats start passing crazy radical legislation because they also win both houses of Congress, they're going to lose when their congressional candidates are up for re-election in 2022. Think about it. Most moderate Democrats don't think Biden will actually be radical. If for some reason he does, you know, pass some radical legislation that we've been talking about, like court packing, adding states, implementing parts of the Green New Deal, then America will come back and vote Democrats out of office. I don't think Democrats want to lose power, so I don't think they're going to go that extreme. At least if they are smart, they won't. Otherwise, they will lose a lot of support and Republicans will be back in power in Congress in 2022. And they'll probably win the White House in 2024. So if they're smart, they're probably not going to pass most of this radical agenda. I mean, it's only four years. Only so much could happen in four years. And there's a lot of checks and balances. So I don't think we should be as worried as people are trying to make us that if Biden wins, there's going to be a lot of radical change because I don't think America will stand for it and I don't think Democrats are stupid enough to do that because they're probably going to lose power. Alright, so enough overview. Let's go ahead and get into the issues that were discussed during this debate. So the first topic of the debate was COVID-19 and it went to Trump first. 
Trump stated how 2.2 million people would have died if we didn't do anything. So currently we have 220,000 dead, which is about 10% of the deaths that were predicted initially. I think reducing the risk by 90% was actually pretty effective and pretty good. So I would like to know how many people would have died if we did everything perfectly. No one has said. So all we have is to go off of that he reduced the amount of deaths by 90%. And I want to make a note of something because I think this is very interesting. Biden said that if we were to tell all Americans to wear a mask, that instead of having 200,000 people dead by the end of the year, we'd only have 100,000 more people dead. So he's accepting that 100,000 people are going to die by the end of the year, even if we all wear masks. So is that okay? I mean, we blame Trump for having 220,000 deaths because of coronavirus, but we're going to say it's okay to have another 100,000 dead, even if we do everything right. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think we need to be a little bit more logical with this whole coronavirus thing. Another thing that Biden said was that he would be making rapid testing available, which would help prevent the spread. Um, well, right now, the reason why we don't have rapid tests available is because the FDA has prevented them from being released to the public. They say they aren't reliable enough. So if a test is 85% accurate, I think that Americans should still be able to take it I mean, if they get a false positive, they could go into a clinic and get it confirmed. Know whether it is actually positive or not. You know, I think this would be good for the American people. It doesn't need to be perfect. I think we should just have a chance to be able to see, hey, do we have the, do we have the virus or not? Should we quarantine or not? So right now, it's not Trump's fault we don't have the test available. It's the FDA's. It's the bureaucratic process. If we want to get mad at anyone for not having tests available, we need to look toward the FDA. Biden wouldn't be able to get them available. He'd be running into the same issues Trump is. Another thing is Trump said that he wanted to open up everything because the solution can't be worse than the problem. Right now we're having horrible drug and alcohol abuse. People are committing suicide. Did you also know that the Michigan Supreme Court ruled that lockdowns are unconstitutional? California is going to be next. They're going to have cases go to the California Supreme Court. And it's going to be ruled that California lockdowns are unconstitutional. Because it goes against our First Amendment right to assemble and our 14th Amendment right to due process and equal protection. So, I think of it as Trump wants to open up everything and let the people live free. And Biden wants the federal government to tell people how to live. If we want a free America, I said we go with the person that thinks Americans can decide for themselves. That's another reason why we've had such a horrible time in America with the pandemic. If you look at other huge nations like China or India, I mean, those people aren't as free as us. It's kind of hard to make people do things in America. We are the land of the free. So you have to take that into account when you think of how America has, has done compared to other nations. We're free. It's kind of hard to control free people. 
Biden said that we should have financial assistance for schools and businesses to open. I do concur with this. The Congress is the problem, though. It's not the president. The Congress is responsible for doing legislation when it comes to spending. Right now, Pelosi doesn't want to really come to an agreement on a stimulus package. Um, it's It's complicated in Congress right now. You know, everyone's waiting for the election. I think it really sucks for the American people. It would have been nice if they would have just done, you know, small stimulus packages. Hey, send a check to every American. Send money to businesses. You know, worry about the state financial issues when they run out of the money from the first stimulus package. But here's something we should really think about. If Trump loses, do you really think any stimulus is going to be passed before January when Biden comes in? Do we realize that it's going to be two months after the election before we get any sort of package for the American people? So, if we were to really think about what's best for the nation right now, and we wanted people to get help, we would vote for Trump. Because Trump would be able to get the stimulus packages to the American people right after election day. It's sad that the election is being held like this to... You know, prevent Americans from getting help. But it's the truth. If we elect Biden, we will not get stimulus until January. Just keep that in mind. The next topic of the debate was about national security. So Biden said that he would make sure that any country trying to interfere in our elections pays the price. He's probably going to do it by sanctions. But I do think that Trump might want to start thinking about taking a harder stance against countries that are trying to interfere with the elections. I understand that they're not actually going after polling places and, you know, discrediting actual votes and, you know, hacking the system. But we do have to make sure that other countries don't think it's okay to just come in here and, you know, create ads or anything like that to, you know, influence the people in America for our election. We're a free country. I understand we're going to have people trying to do things, but we should try and take a stance against it. And Trump needs to be a little bit more hardline on that. After we talked about the voting, though, they started going into foreign countries and, you know, receiving money from foreign countries. So something interesting Trump said was that Biden took $3.5 million from Russia, whereas Biden said he didn't take a single penny from foreign nations. I find this hard to believe because of all the emails that have been coming out from Hunter Biden's laptop. And we had Bob Alinsky come out at a news conference just before the debate saying that everything was legit. He was a business partner partner of Hunter Biden and he collaborated everything, saying that the emails were true. Biden knew about it. Biden was involved in the business dealings. So this is pretty damning evidence and... I'm kind of scared that if Biden does get elected, he's going to end up getting impeached because of these uh, charges against him. I, I really think people need to think about that before they vote for this guy. Do you really want Harris to be president? People have been saying this whole time that Harris is going to be the one that's going to be president, not Biden. And it's starting to look that way a little bit. He could be impeached for this. You know, Biden accused Trump of taking money from foreign actors and Biden. And Trump was like, well, of course I did. I was a private citizen at the time. Why would I not take money from foreign entities? Which is true. You can't, you can't get mad at Trump for doing business before he was president. 
Biden has been in public office for 47 years. If he takes money from a foreign nation, it's a way different than if you're a private citizen. Now, when Biden was asked about China and what he's going to do about, you know, the coronavirus coming over from China and how to hold China responsible, he said he would make sure China plays by international rules. He didn't say whether or not he would have uh, China pay for issues with the coronavirus. He just said that they would have to play by international rules. What the heck does that mean? And the last topic that they talked about for national security was North Korea. So Biden thought it's weird that Trump is so friendly with North Korea. And the thing is, is when Trump came into office, Obama said that the biggest threat to America was North Korea. Since the beginning of Trump's presidency, yeah, we had a little scare at the beginning. But since then, we haven't had any issues with North Korea. And Trump was right. You can't just not talk to, you know, other nations. Here's the thing. You can't tell nations what to do. I mean, Obama didn't want to talk to North Korea because he said that they had to be, you know, uh, unnuclearized, you know, not have any nuclear weapons before he was going to go meet with them. Maybe you should meet with them and then have a discussion before just telling them what to do. That's what causes war is not having a dialogue. Do we really want a war with North Korea? Uh, It wouldn't be good for anyone. So, let's move on to the next topic. The next topic in the debate was about healthcare. Now, I think both candidates have actually really good ideas when it comes to healthcare. And I'm going to start off with Trump. So, first, Trump said he got rid of the individual mandate. I think this was a huge thing for Americans. To be fined for not having healthcare, that's ridiculous. I mean, unfortunately, states like California have enacted their own individual mandates. But, I mean, at least the federal government isn't mandating it anymore. Trump also said that he would keep pre-existing conditions. He has said this multiple times. So I think that point is now mute with the Democrats because Trump said he's going to keep it. And then he started saying about the ACA and the Supreme Court. He said that in order to replace Obamacare, he needs to to get struck down first. What I would like to see is a plan in place so that way if it does get repealed in the Supreme Court and the ACA is struck down, that we would have something that we could vote on right away. I understand right now the Democrats don't want to, you know, negotiate with healthcare because we have the ACA. So maybe that's why he needs to strike it down first so that way he could get Democrats to the table to actually negotiate a new healthcare. Because right now they're not going to negotiate because they already have something. So that might be the reason why he's doing it this way. I just wish he he had come up with something, you know, at least so that way we could negotiate off of that initial principled bill rather than just coming up with something brand new once the ACA is struck down. We don't want to leave people without health insurance for any amount of time, especially during the pandemic. Now, Biden has a really awesome plan about a public option, and I really do think it will create competitiveness with the healthcare industry and bring down cost. I kind of wish they would do this with auto insurance as well to help bring down the cost of auto insurance because that's another huge bill that Americans have to pay. I mean, how nice would it be that, it, that no matter what, as long as you pay for your license and registration of your car, you have, health, you have auto insurance to prevent you from having to pay when you, you know, hit someone else on the road. Now, with a public option, 
it's it's actually pretty smart with the healthcare. You know, having the federal government create a public option for people to automatically be enrolled in if they don't have private health insurance would reduce the cost of private health insurance. It also might bring down the cost of Medicare costs in general. So I do like this proposal. Obviously, it has to be implemented right, but I think we should really start thinking about the reality that a public option might be better for America, especially poor people. So after talking about healthcare, they started going into the race in America. Biden said that if you're black, don't go into your glove box if you're pulled over. Make sure to keep your hands on the wheel because no matter if you're making $300,000 or $0, you're going to be treated the same and there's systemic racism. I think this is horrible to be teaching people. Here's the thing. If I get pulled over and I'm not cooperating with police, I'm going to be treated just as bad, okay? So we need to start teaching people that no matter what color of skin you are, when you're pulled over by police, make sure you cooperate fully, all right? That's what we need to be saying. We need to stop saying there's systematic racism in this country, okay? It's not helping. Uh, Trump then said that Biden did nothing for the black community with his 47 years in Congress. So, I've actually heard a lot of great things about the actions Trump has taken for the minority communities. You know, he had the opportunity zones. He's been doing some prison reform. Uh, And then, because of his actions, he's actually gotten some famous black individuals to support him. Like 50 Cent, Kanye West, even Ice Cube is working with him. He also gave long-term funding for black colleges and universities. Now... Something I really do like about Biden when he's talking about race, and I don't think this really has anything to do with race, but it was in that section. He said that people shouldn't go to prison for drugs. I think this is very true. If you're on drugs and you do something violent to other people, yes, you should go to prison. But if you're just doing drugs, don't put them in prison. I mean, they're not doing anything but hurting themselves. So why are we making it a crime? <laughs> what what I kind of laughed about is when Trump said he's the least racist person in the room, and then he said he can't see anyone in the room because it's too dark. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but at the end, Trump said that black men remember Biden's crime bill, and that's why so many are coming out for him. So the only thing that Biden did was the crime bill, and he regrets doing it. So what else has he done for the black community, and why now? Why didn't Biden and Obama do anything for the black community when they were in office? All they did was the ACA, which sucked. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. Hey, you know what? I have to say one thing, though. At least they didn't ask Trump to denounce white supremacy. I'm actually very surprised. I was very sure that they were going to be asking that. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised, you know, and good, and good job to the moderator for not doing that. Now, one of the last topics that they talked about before ending the debate was about climate change. All right, so I have a very interesting view on climate change. I really think that humanity has changed the landscape of nature. And because of that, climate changes happen faster. Think about it. Like in California, we cr- the valley used to get flooded every single year. 
with the rain, with the flow of the rivers, everything, right? It would, it would flood the valley. We built dams, which constricted the flow of water, and the rivers are a lot lower now. Do you think that not having the water flow to all the grasslands have, has made it worse by making them drier? I think that actually could be one of the issues California is having with their wildfires. We've prevented water from going into the valley, from being spread in the places that it normally got spread in, and to water the plants and grasslands and everything like that. So that's kind of my uh, view on things. I, I, I don't think that carbon emissions have as much to do as we think. I mean, we have all these black roadways, concrete buildings for cities that absorb heat. So I, I really think it has to do with more of a landscape uh, problem, you know, diverting resources, natural resources to the wrong areas. But I'm going to have, you know, a little bit more information on this in coming episodes. Uh, my wife is actually really good with climate change, so I'm going to be having her on as a guest uh, one of these times. But uh, Trump said that he wanted crystal clean water. He said that he, you know, is totally okay with reducing emissions. He thinks that, you know, what Biden's trying to do is too fast. Biden wants to implement the Green New Deal parts of it. It's the foundation of his climate change, uh, you know, policy. And honestly, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you guys on this climate change because I have some issues with it. But I think that that basically sums up the debate. Basically, everything that was said, uh, you know, if you want to watch it, I strongly urge you to because I thought it was a really great debate. I think you'll really enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy hearing uh, what both sides have to say, especially if you go into it with an open mind. But anyways, that sums up my episode for this week. Thank you for listening. Please make sure that you rate me on, uh, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe so that way you know when I come out with new episodes. And again, if you want to reach out to me, just email me at politicsreimagined 20 at gmail.com. That's politicsreimagined20 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys again soon. Bye.